0: Welcome to the True Girl MomCast, where we'll learn a lot, laugh a lot, and have a biblical conversation about raising daughters, because the struggle is real. But guess what? You, my friend, are not alone. Hey, moms, did you know that the True Girl MomCast isn't just for True Girl subscribers? It's for any mom who desires to raise her daughter according to the truth of God's Word. So if you find one of our episodes valuable, go ahead and share it. On today's episode, Shani, Janet, and I will be talking about the power of influence. In 2019, the definition of influencer in the dictionary was edited to include, quote, a person who is able to generate interest in something by posting about it on social media, unquote. Hmm, is that where we really find the best influencers? On today's episode, we'll get intentional about who should influence our precious daughters, and Shani confesses to having once had a glossy mustache, Janet tells us why her feet look swollen all through middle school, and I remember the worst hair day ever. Let's dive in.
1: Okay, ladies, I'm, I might be putting this out there, and I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want anybody to be embarrassed. You would
2: never put us out I, there. What do you mean? No. Why do I
1: feel like me. you not sincerely mean that? What are you talking about, <laughs> Dana? I was simply going to ask if there's a trend that you've followed, you know, either recently or in the past um, that you realize now is a bad idea. <laughs> Or maybe you knew it then too. No <laughs> regrets.
2: No regrets.
1: <laughs> She's saying that so epically. Wow. I'm just saying, you know. Not, once again, I'm trying to put you out there. I'm sure some people can relate. I, I'll I'll start. Okay. Okay. We we there volunteer a, you. <laughs> I volunteer you. I feel you like that would have been in anyway. Um, so there was a black lip liner phase uh, I had years ago, um, and I should have let it pass me by. Uh, it didn't work out well.
0: <laughs>
2: did you wear just black lip liner, no. or did you add a Always color in gr- with it? No, honey.
1: Black lip liner and clear lip gloss. <laughs> because oh, wow. Nothing, nothing beats black lip liner better than a shiny, black lip lined lip. I How like can we on do it? a darker <laughs> skin individual? So it really looked like I had a deep mustache. <laughs> I look back on pictures, and I was like, "No one wanted to tell me." How can Nobody. we make this
2: worse? Let's make it shiny, <laughs> shiny, yeah, shiny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was mine. Well, See, I shared.
2: Yeah, okay. I think it's interesting that you asked two women who grew up in the '80s for regrets oh, with, of trend falling because the '80s were one big fashion trend regret. It's mm-hmm. like I really
0: didn't expect any of them to co- any of those things to come back, but and some of them are made. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Not all of them, but <laughs> the one thing I remember in this moment is the that we would layer socks. So we'd wear two pairs of socks that coordinated color wise with the outfit. Oh Mm -hmm. yeah. So if you were wearing, for instance, red and blue on top, like your turtleneck and your shaker knit sweater were red and blue.
1: (laughs) You threw that one in there too, shaker knit sweater. (laughs) For
2: instance, you would have a red pair of socks and a blue pair of socks on top of each other. So they both colored so both colors showed. And it was important, you know, it was all coordinated. But then I remember looking down at my leather Sebago Docksider shoes with two <laughs> pairs of socks on. And my feet looked swollen constantly because <laughs> I got two pairs of thick socks on mm-hmm. underneath those little leather shoes. And it was just like, ooh, like they're just jammed in there, but... My feet yeah. were like right. constantly hot. That would not fly during menopause day no, time. I'd like to i like. I always wore mine with
0: re- <laughs> white Reeboks. Oh yeah, the bubble rebox. You know, yeah, so yeah. that made you look even more swollen. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. We just looked
2: like we we're just jamming stuff into those shoes. <laughs> yeah, but we looked great. <laughs> we were constantly sweating. Were not they like
1: slouch socks? That's what we would call <laughs> there was them. They were slouched.
2: Dependent. It's just oh, for me, it oh, yeah. was
0: different. A different moment. season. Yeah. 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 Well, for me, I have one word for you: perm. <laughs> oh no, the perm. <laughs> The perm. So. What were we thinking? I don't miss, miss <laughs> Let's just fry your hair and Frizz make it you smell like a rotten egg <laughs> for three days. This is horrible. And you know. And you would take the sides of your hair right above your ears mm. and you would stretch them and brush them and dry them straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then spray them and dry the that. And dry spray that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you Aquanet? had wings. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it was
1: the Aquanet tees. No. Did you,
2: did you wear <laughs> wings? I, I did. And I had a perm, definitely. And my hair was. Horribly yeah. ruined. And Shani, for you, a perm means an entirely different a thing. Perm is something different. You're actually, especially the opposite yeah, of that. It is
1: straightening the hair. Straightening but the hair. Black culture. There's the Jerry curl. Okay, so, what's that? Mm mm. It's like. <laughs> the perm once again with liquid added it's it's just a lot you're just leaving that stains shiny on things. it's just not a good situation but it's
0: stinky right it is stinky oh yeah That's because the, thing, the chemicals like the you stinkies. have to put in your hair Do you know my very first perm i was 12 years old i begged my mom i was like i have to have this all the girls have this <gasps> and i got a home perm oh oh no
2: your mom gave you my your mom first perm? gave me a home
0: perm with the rods and the 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 rod right at the top of my head right at the apex was on too long
2: mm-hmm. and
0: burned burnt, my, a whole mm-hmm. straight row For At first, I just had this little bald patch. And then I had like a little bit of velvet, you know. And then oh. as it grew, a little sprout of straight hair with all sprout. the curls.
2: 12 years old, 6th grade. I would like photo evidence of that, please. Not good for my <laughs> reputation. Miss Kay, is anyone? Call Kay. Call me.
0: Do not show them, Mom. We would still love you.
2: Well, we give ourselves over to a lot of influence yes. in life. <laughs> oh, is and that, that what we're talking about today? Well, you know, me—I'm the queen of segways. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> but you would, like you said, you wanted a perm because all your friends had perms, so you wanted a perm too. Mm, like that's yeah. that's part of it, right? And so Shanny. Hmm. You are someone, I'm very happy to say, has influence <gasps> on my kids' lives. Oh, yeah, see that? God. sure about that? So oh, here I am. I'm, I'm kicking the door wide open <laughs> for you to bring us some scriptural truth to chew on about influence and influencers. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, that means a lot. So thank you for that, you Janet. Mm-hmm. And you are as well. Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, we are in this day and age where influencer is the buzzword, right? Mm. Yeah. And... um, Two daughters, ten year old Soraya, fourteen year old Carice. And I I think about Saraya <laughs> and Soraya has always, as long as she's been alive, loved wearing my shoes. Like we would be (laughs) in DSW and I'm looking for shoes and she's putting on like platform heels and doing somersaults. (laughs) Like I'm like, how is she walking well? And I'm talking about like three or four. And I know it's pretty common like amongst little girls, I think, right? That uh, they wanna wear their mama's stuff. They wanna Mm -hmm. play dress up. But the thing that amazed me about Soraya was her ability to run and somersault in these heels at such a young age. Hmm. Sidebar, it took me a couple of years (laughs) to learn how to walk well (laughs) in heels. (laughs) Okay, well is the operative word there. (laughs) But she picked it up simply by imitating what I had learned from my mom, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. She's watching me. I was watching my mom. I was following Lucille Tannis. Shout out to mommy. (laughs) And Soraya was following me. And our daughters are watching. Yep. You know, it's it's shoes. (laughs) It's makeup. It's how we speak to them. It's how we speak to one another. It's how we speak to our husbands. You know, it's are we gossiping? Are we, you know, how are we conducting ourselves? And they're also watching for women they can imitate, not just Mm -hmm. mom. Whose behavior can they copy? Right. And I know for me, thinking I had to be the end all be all was something that just overwhelmed me. Right. And it, like, I'm like, I have to know this stuff, right? They come mm-hmm. to me. I, I have to give them wisdom or they have to watch me doing these things. So I always have to make sure. I, mm-hmm. And it overwhelmed me because mm-hmm. I was trying to do it myself. And maybe that overwhelms you too. You feel the pressure of behaving in a manner worth imitating.
2: You might not feel like you're you're making the mark and you're not going
1: to all the time.
2: That's right. I think overwhelm is a word I hear lots of moms describe some aspect of their life. Maybe not all of it, but mm-hmm. some aspect of mothering. And I definitely have felt the pressure of am I worthy of imitating like mm-hmm. consistently. Maybe on this particular day when I right. slept well, <laughs> my blood sugar is at the right level. (laughs) I'm not having a hot flash. I'm (laughs) worthy of imitating. But this day, maybe not so much. And it's it's definitely can be, I can Mm -hmm. feel a lot of pressure around that. So, yeah. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I mean, look, (laughs) I just want everybody to be encouraged (laughs) because (laughs) as you're listening, you can hear we've all been in that. But whether we want to admit it or not, Mm -hmm. we've all been there. Right. Did I yell today? You know, did I I speak kindly? Did I snap out today? And... Then it makes us feel. You use this a, a, a word there that I want to use. Worthy. Do you feel like you're worthy of being imitated? Um, I want I want you to be encouraged, moms. As we always say to you, you, my friend, are not alone. Amen. In 1 Corinthians 11:1, Paul says to imitate him as he imitates Christ. The church at Corinth, um, they needed an earthly example. Of what a follower of jesus should be like right. they were getting hung up on the minutia of things and and legalistic things and so paul says no guys just copy me but not because i paul am so great but because i'm following the one who is mm. Mm. like paul got it back then like how we say now it, uh, it takes a village he understood that that it takes a village <laughs> the weight of our daughters knowing all they need to know isn't squarely upon our shoulders can we can we get an Amen for that? Right. That's really <laughs> That is a thank you Jesus moment right. for me. Yeah. Um and Titus two instructs the older women to teach and train the younger ones. Like we're directed to do that. Uh, not that I'm saying I'm one of the older women, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, none of us are. No, not us mm-hmm. at this Titus 2 is. is a really big deal. Like mm-hmm. we as women, it's, you know, you can look at the scriptures. There's some things that are specifically written to us. And this is one of, I think, the really important things. And mm-hmm. it tells us that the older women should be training the younger women. And several years ago, maybe 10, 20 years ago. Not several. A lot of years ago, let's just call it what it is. Somebody said to me, "Who have been your tightest two mentors?" Mm. And as I sat down to prayerfully write this list and think about it, and it was written in the context of, you know, be a mentor. It was to meant to inspire me to be one. I started writing my list, and I thought, my mom. Mm. First, first thought, mm-hmm. my awesome. mom. And she's been mm. Titus toing me since I was itty bitty <laughs> little girl, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's really my heart for a true girl is that we would just be a toolbox for you mm. to Titus to your daughter and train her in what is good and godly. Be her first influencer. Mm.
1: Dana, you're the only person I know who could make Titus to a verb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Titus to. I, I love it. I yeah. do too. That's
2: great. <laughs> Man, it's powerful.
1: I, I have a mentor in my life. Um, she's actually a, a friend, her mother. And she, she would always say, you have to have an older, wiser person speaking into you, a peer who you're sharpening iron with, and someone younger you're speaking into. And that should always be just a constant um, in your life. Those three things should always be happening. Right. And we have, we have sisters around us who follow the Lord. Sometimes we have to seek those people out. You know, sometimes God just brings them along our path. and um, But they have pieces to this puzzle as well. Mm-hmm. We are not an island. Right. And women of influence, they may be your best friends, but we also have silent partners who are women of influence. And when I say silent partners, Dana, for years I followed this ministry. Mm-hmm. I'd never met you, but I followed the ministry. And you're a person that was speaking into my children's lives hmm,
0: that's
1: you know so sweet
2: mm-hmm. and so
1: that's those are the silent partners people you may never meet but you right. trust the god in them and you know hey you can direct your daughter right to trust as well what they're saying
2: yeah i love that because when you do meet one of the silent partners it mm-hmm. gets really weird because <laughs> you feel like they should know you right i know Hello? i was waited in line
0: for an hour to meet someone and i was like she's gonna know me she's gonna know me because mm-hmm. i know her yeah and she just looked at me like here's your books you know. i was like oh no yeah
2: because they've been pouring into your life right. but they don't right. know right. you and exactly. this can make these awkward moments of like you mm-hmm. know i know you right. like oh, honey yeah. i don't I love you mm-hmm. god, bless god bless your way
1: bless, you. <laughs> bless your heart
2: but I do have you know you mentioned your mom being a great mentor in your life and I uh, my mom mentored me in certain ways too but the mentor who really stands out over the course of my life is my friend Beth Appleton and she lives in Nashville and she met me when I was in youth group days and um, I remember going to a movie with her once and I had something I needed to confess and I hadn't told anybody but I just let it fly and said it to her and she didn't fall on the floor and she didn't condemn me. Mm-hmm. And she just like listened and then guided me. And that was like this marker moment of her being a mentor that I could trust. And she's still involved in my mm-hmm. life. You know, I'll contact her once in a while or go visit her after all these years. And wow. it's that was really powerful to have that, that mentor in my life. Wow. You can have
0: these silent partners in your life who are really influencing you, mm-hmm. but do you think we live a little bit in an age where we might err on only having silent partners? Because mm-hmm. we like f- do all the Bible studies of this really big name of an author and teacher, right. mm-hmm. and we're following the social media of this really amazing influencer. Mm-hmm. That is awesome, and it mm-hmm. is a great tool right. for growing in Christ, but it cannot replace that life on life. Yep face to face mentoring of somebody mm-hmm. and um you know for me I could probably list five women but I'll just say Tippy Duncan because she is <laughs> my it was my mom and then Tippy, and then all the other women as wonderful as they've been in my life have have influenced me, but not to the degree that my mom and Tippy Duncan
2: has. And she started as my Christian counselor, mm-hmm. and then we became friends. I can't wait for people to get to know Tippy more in your book that you have coming out yeah. and in your future about marriage. They're going to get
0: to know her. They're going to get to know me, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's All right. She's a player. Exactly. Yeah. She is. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Listen, our daughters are inundated by influencers right now. Yeah. They're inundated by them. I mean, YouTube, social media, TV, they're inundated. And unfortunately, many of them are providing the culture's truth. Yeah, which is usually contrary to God's. So, like, what are some ways we can preempt or counteract that? And then I think what you just said was key. You know, we need to have more women that we can like touch, tangible (laughs) people, um, rather than silent partners. Because Mm -hmm. sometimes even just having only silent partners, it makes things seem also unattainable. Because this is you know the pie in the sky stuff. You don't have someone. Calling you, you know, and and being accountable to that person and really, like like you said, going to the movies, Janet, Mm -hmm. and saying, hey, this is me.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. this is what
1: happened. You, you can't do that with the woman that you're right, and in that the line woman doesn't know the book you, signed with. Yeah, right? She doesn't.
0: So, like, she might be teaching on how you need to get in your prayer closet, right? Mm-hmm. Except you're an introvert, and you're using your prayer closet as an excuse to hide from the world, right? right? right. So you're just like, oh, but, Perfect. but so and so said I'm supposed to be in my prayer closet, mm-hmm. so you use that. But she's giving that as a broad piece of advice, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. not specifically the piece of advice you, you need. need. Yeah. And the reason you need that face-on-face life-on-life mentor mm-hmm. is because she's going to say, oh, no, girl, this one doesn't apply to you. Right. Mm-hmm. That's not um, your season. <laughs> this is how we need to apply what she's saying to your life. Right. You right. Know? Right. So. I've, oh, yeah. Go
2: ahead. I've definitely had seasons where I haven't felt like I've had that mm-hmm. face-to-face thing, like short seasons. Mm-hmm. And I felt like also because I'm sure there's someone listening who's like, I just don't have that mm-hmm. right now. Because right. maybe you just moved to a new area or you started a new mm-hmm. job or you're dealing, you've got bigger fish to fry. It's somewhere else in your marriage or mm-hmm. wherever. And so I've had seasons like that. And I feel like God's used those seasons to increase my dependency on Him too. Like He uses all of our seasons, right? But yeah. I would still keep praying, God, send me someone, send me someone. And he always was faithful mm-hmm. to do that, to keep my eyes open and be vulnerable <laughs> when that person came along. Yeah. But anyway, there's different seasons for that too. That's good. Yeah.
1: That's good.
2: So I guess what you're saying is you
0: need to identify, you mm-hmm. yourself have to be. Doing this, yeah. you have to be right, which goes to what you just mm-hmm. said at the beginning about your daughter's shoes. Mm-hmm. Like she sees you having mentors in your life, she's mm-hmm. going to say, "I need oh. a mentor in my life."
1: Yeah, yep,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yep. We have to identify identify those women, seek those women out. Like you're saying, you you might not see him right there, but maybe in a couple months that person's coming. But you're you're pressing into God and asking Him, "Lord, send me women who are imitating Christ, yeah. so I can glean." you know, from them. Um, And then designate one or two women. We've done this in our daughters' lives. Uh, We say, hey, you're on so-and-so and, and, you know, this person over here. If you feel like you can't, either you can't come to us about something or maybe you can't reach us or you're you're struggling with something and you just need to speak to someone else, these are people that we trust will offer you what we, you know, would have spoken to you because they're giving you God's truth. You know, like, we don't want you just going to <laughs> anybody, getting any advice. And so we designate those people like the, this is a trusted person. And usually they say it to <laughs> our child and it could be something we said. And they're like, oh, mind blown. Exactly. You're awakened. true. My daughter did it's, that to me the other week. Uh-huh. I'm like, what? She spoke to her godmother. She was like, mom, Aunt Tracy said da, da, da. And I was like, oh. Okay. God was like, do you want her to hear it or does it have to come from you? I was like, okay, Uh, thanks.
0: That's awesome. (laughs) Praise (laughs) the Lord. (laughs) You know, I'm so excited because one of those designated women Mm -hmm. in my daughter's lives was Jen Wilton. Her name is now Jen Dean. She's married. Mm -hmm. And in my girl's middle school years... Jen was an intern for True Girl, one of our first interns, and ended up sticking around for three or four years and was just really a part of our family. Mm -hmm. And I just said, listen, I'm going to pour into your life, but I need you to pour into my girls' lives. Mm -hmm. Like That's what I need. That's something that you can do to minister to me. And um, she did, and so thoroughly and so completely. Janet knows her. She Mm -hmm. watched her um, during this time. And she's coming to visit in a few weeks to speak at our church. And she's like a mom now, and she's she and her husband are rescuing um, Afghanistan refugees, getting them out of the country, doing big, amazing things for mm-hmm, God. Mm-hmm. And I've just been praying as she comes that she would get some time with my girls mm. and that God's Spirit would reawaken the tenderness that I saw in them because they saw love for Jesus in someone younger and cooler than me. Mm-hmm. And in Jen, yeah. and they wanted that, yeah, you know, so yeah. I'm excited about that.
2: Yeah. All right, Shani, so can you just say those two things again of what were what are some ways we can preempt or counteract the, the influence of sure. the culture's truth in our daughter's lives?
1: Well, the first one would be, once again, identify the women or the mothers in your life who are imitating Christ and glean from them, okay. seek them out. Um, and then, two. the second thing is designate one or two women as your daughters go to. If she ever feels like maybe she can't come to you or you know, she just needs to speak to someone besides mom, designate those women. Let her know who they are and why you trust them.
2: Awesome, Yeah, awesome. I remember when Lucy, my oldest, was pretty young, I saw the need for a mentor in her life. And just like what you were saying earlier, Shani, just like what other voice, what other person can she go to? Cause she wasn't telling me all the things. Mm-hmm. And so who could she tell all the things to that I could trust? Someone who's older than her, but younger than me, you know, Uh because they have to be cooler than we are. (laughs) <laughs> and I found I've had two women, Aaron and Melanie are both two women who were just so great. They would take her and just kind of knew how to prioritize her and make her feel special and do creative things with her. And they wouldn't always talk about Jesus or lay out, you know, the whole timeline of the Old Testament together. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of them just doing life together and being available for her to talk to them. But yeah. I would say the characteristic I was really looking for with Lucy was someone who saw her really mm-hmm. well. Mm. who was willing to see who she really was it reminds me of genesis 16 i know a lot of women find a lot of comfort in this name of god that hagar gives of you're the god who sees me the the living one who sees me the god who sees me Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's a characteristic of the lord that i really want in my kids mentors lives to just look into their heart and see Mm -hmm. who they really really are that's really valuable to me
0: Mm, Mm. That's a good quality, beautiful quality. And it's such a, you know, you want a mentor who's Christ-like and he sees us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, one of the things that I've always looked for is somebody who is a really good listener, because I feel like... There are those kind of mentors who just want to talk at you, Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, and most of the time, if you can lead someone to what they believe or what they think or how they need to respond, it's more effective than if you tell them. So I was looking for that quality and kind of along those same lines, um, someone that's not allergic to the doubts of the faith. Mm. (laughs) And I feel like Mm -hmm. there's a fair amount of that in the body of Christ, where when somebody has a doubt, they're a little bit shunned or they may feel Uh, just like they shouldn't have said that or they're less Mm. than. But the fact is the scriptures are full of doubters. Mm -hmm. And one of my husband just spoke in this little country church last weekend. It was such a fun experience to just listen to him open the word. And he talked about John the Baptist, this great, you know, he proclaimed the way of the Lord. Mm -hmm. He said, he's here. Jesus is here.
2: I remember when Lucy, my oldest, was pretty young, I saw the need for a mentor in her life. And just like what you were saying earlier, Shani, just like, What other voice, what other person can she go to? Because she wasn't telling me all the things. Mm -hmm. And so who could she tell all the things to that I could trust? Someone who's older than her, but younger than me, you know, Mm -hmm. because they have to be cooler than we are. (laughs) 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 And I found I've had two women, Erin and Melanie are both two women who were just so great. They would take her and just kind of knew how to prioritize her and make her feel special and do creative things with her. And they wouldn't always talk about Jesus or lay out, you know, the whole timeline of the Old Testament together. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of them just doing life together and being available for her to talk to them. But Mm -hmm. I would say the characteristic I was really looking for with Lucy was someone who saw her really Mm -hmm. well. Mm. who was willing to see who she really was it reminds me of Genesis 16 I know a lot of women find a lot of comfort in this name of God that Hagar gives of you're the God who sees me the the living one who sees me the God who sees me Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's a characteristic of the Lord that I really want in my kids mentors lives to just look into their heart and see Mm -hmm. who they really really are that's really valuable to me Mm,
0: That's a good quality, beautiful quality. And it's such a, you know, you want a mentor who's Christ-like and he sees us. Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. you know, um, one of the things that I've always looked for is somebody who is a really good listener, because I feel like there are those kind of mentors who just want to talk at you, Mm -hmm, you -hmm. know, and most of the time, if you can lead someone to what they believe or what they think or how they need to respond, it's more effective than if you tell them. So I was looking for that quality and kind of along those same lines, um, someone that's not allergic to the doubts of the faith. Mm. (laughs) And I feel like Mm -hmm. there's a fair amount of that in the body of Christ, where when somebody has a doubt, they're a little bit shunned or they may feel uh, just like they shouldn't have said that or they're less mm. than. But the fact is the scriptures are full of doubters. Mm-hmm. And one of my husband just spoke in this little country church last weekend. It was such a fun experience to just listen to him open the word. And he talked about John the Baptist, this great, you know, he proclaimed the way of the Lord. Mm-hmm. He said, he's here. Jesus is here. Who's not allergic to that? Who's not afraid of that? That's Speaking so of which, mm-hmm. do you like autobiography? Do you like biographies? I, I do. Um,
1: they don't have to, be about dead people. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> I do <laughs> oh like
1: a good biography. Actually, I read that. Um, oh, Sabina? The, the Unremarkable. And it was incredible. These women's lives. Um, but I, you know who stuck out to me? One of the people was Susanna Wesley.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, because she had like rules for parenting. And that's like, I went right to it. And it was, I mean, things like, you just reward them for even trying, mm. you know, things that we need to be reminded of as mothers. And, you know, she raised some wonderful children. Charles and John Wesley. Yes, ma'am. And like some powerful, powerful men in the faith. And I mean, teach a child to pray as soon as he can speak. Like, oh, oh okay. that's a good rule. Or any attempt to, to please. I love this one. Any attempt to please, even if poorly performed, should be commended. Mm and then the last one was Strictly Observe All Promises. I read that and I was like just highlighting those. So strictly good. Observe All Promises, mm-hmm.
0: you know? So like what would happen if we introduced our girls to these influencers Ugh. rather mm. than what they're going to find on YouTube?
1: Yeah, yeah. These are the ones, they ran the race. Yeah. You know, they did the thing and I...
0: <laughs> I have to ask Janet because we both said on, Do you have any <laughs> women of great faith that you like... I love learning about her life.
2: Well, the unremarkable book contents in my head now and Corrie Ten Boom is one Mm -hmm. that I think of often. And I feel like, you know, last last month's episode, we talked about peace and how God equips us for this day, this moment, this task. Like he Mm -hmm. no matter what we go through, God is going to be there with with his grace and strength to help us. And I feel like Corrie Ten Boom's recount of her life and time in the concentration camp really just showed that it's it's horrific Mm -hmm. all of it and yet along the way she's seen how god was providing for her in Mm -hmm. these really interesting ways and not the way she wanted to be provided for i'm guessing but still she noticed that god was giving her the grace and strength to make it through that season
0: miracle after miracle right
2: and it's just a good reminder that Yes, we will go through hard things, some harder than others, but God Mm -hmm. will always, always be there for us. And that's a lesson our daughters daughters need need. to know. And that's something their influencers need to be saying. Yeah, Mm -hmm. The goal isn't utopia and trying to figure out a perfect (laughs) life. The goal is... Obeying God and Obedience. trust he's going to be there yeah. no matter what you go through.
0: The book is called Unremarkable, but mm. it's remarkable.
2: It, is. <laughs> it um, is. It's
0: a Revive Our Hearts product, but they have given us a free PDF download. So you can find it in the show notes.
2: Also in the show notes, uh, Dana, I'm going to put the episodes for the Revive Our Hearts podcast that you guys did. So you you actually told some of the stories from the Unremarkable book in this dramatic very interesting way that's really engaging for Sabina and also for Susanna Wesley. So we'll put that in the show notes because they'd be really great to listen to with your daughter, don't you think? That'd oh,
0: be... oh, oh, I think so. I think they're absolutely wonderful. They'd be a great thing for you to listen to with your daughter, like when you're on their way to the grocery store or whatever. In addition to those two people, we did um, a woman I'd not known of before, Pandita Ramambai. Yeah,
2: that's a mm-hmm. good one. That was one. a
0: really good yeah. one. Yeah. Got to listen to that mm-hmm. one too. Mm-hmm. What about you? Like, yep. I, I, Okay, I have to confess, I kind of got us off track there we were talking about um the characteristics we look for in an influencer for ourselves or our daughters what would you say oh yes so for me it's
1: a woman of prayer and it might kind of seem obvious but i'll tell you um i've had a woman tell my daughter or advise my daughter woman of god (laughs) advise my daughter she didn't need to pray about something um because you know the choice that she had to make or the choice that was coming. She
0: told her she did not. She didn't. She
1: said, you don't need to pray about this decision. It's not that deep. Um, Mm. And I have a friend named Tanara and, you know, we're similar in age. We both have uh, teenage daughters and she is a woman of prayer. I know that we can be on the phone. We could be talking about something, you know, wrestling through something and we're going to go right to prayer because That's just how she's built. And she has been a tremendous influence in my life, you know, because of that. And it's helped me with my kids, just sending them right there. You know, prayer is the primary work, right? And the word tells us to pray about everything and to worry about nothing. And I can't help but think those two phrases weren't put together for naught. Like, there's a reason they put them together. I don't think it was an accident. So to know that a woman of God is telling my daughter the opposite, you know, if she doesn't pray about, the menial things or the trivial things mm-hmm. she won't pray about.
0: I'm dying to know something. Things. Yeah. What did you say to your daughter when she said, mm-hmm. I've just been given advice. I don't need to pray about something. So it's tough because right. I didn't want to um,
1: make her think that this person, you know, was a bad person or didn't give sound advice and sure. other things. Um, but I also let her know, you know, anytime someone's telling you something, even if it's me and you can't go back to your word, you know, and, and, match those things up Mm -hmm. that's that's an issue and I said we respect adults we respect people but everybody's not going to give you sound advice and counsel you know sometimes people are just going to give you their thought or their emotional decision you know and that's all well and good but this is what you seek for you look for someone that's going to give you something and if you could look it up in the word and line it up then that's good so stuff. So you used
0: it as a teachable
1: moment. Yeah. And, mm. it, and it was tough because I was, I was upset mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I bet. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you know, it also helps because it wasn't someone I sent her to, you know, this was actually in a, in a youth event and you know, this advice was given to her. So yeah, it, it was definitely a teachable moment. Um, but I also had to remember, okay, everybody's not going to give your, your child <laughs> the word
0: that's the reason we need to be intentional about our influencers yeah. and the people influencing our children because mm-hmm. they're being influenced mm-hmm. every day. It's happening. Even in some of the places where we think they're going to get good advice. Right. that part. So <laughs> if we are faithful to make sure mm-hmm. that, they are getting some sound biblical advice and prayer and counsel Mm -hmm. we're going to be able to counteract some of those negative influences
2: truth right absolutely we were talking about that this morning Shani. Mm -hmm. you and i talking about our kids are going to be at the same uh christian high school Mm -hmm. and talking to our kids like just because somebody says they're a christian doesn't Mm -hmm. mean they should be someone you follow you look for the fruit you look for for these things we're talking about Mm -hmm. and then you know who you should be following and And it's Mm -hmm. not to make skeptics out of them, but it's to make them into wise, discerning people who know how to choose their influencers and, Mm -hmm. you know.
1: And start their dependency on Christ for themselves. You know, like all of this is pointing them to a place where, hey, when I am not here, when you don't have somebody who's influencing you, you know, like, where are you going? Right. Like, who are you running to? Amen
0: join us next month on the True Girl Momcast. We're going to talk about how to teach your daughter to walk with the wise, just like it says in Proverbs thirteen twenty. It's all about positive peer pressure. Yes, peer pressure, can be a good thing. Goes both ways. And here's Janet with a little sneak peek into the True Girl September subscription tool, the Pajama Party Box.
2: Right now, we're shipping the Pajama Party Box. It will help you learn what the Bible says about positive peer pressure. I've got to tell you, the True Girl team went all out with this one. The box is packed full of great Pajama Party items, like a music box button that plays True Girl original music, a make-it-yourself candy necklace kit, a fuzzy sleep mask, a game, and as always, a mom-daughter date, using the items in the box so the two of you can explore God's word on the topic of peer pressure together, just in time for the school year. And as always, we include a charm for the True Girl bracelet you build as you complete each month's Bible learning tasks. And this month is the cutest gummy bear charm you ever did see. It looks good enough to eat, but please don't it. And I'm not finished. Can you believe it? There's one more super special item in this box. You'll get a totally updated and revised copy of Dana Gresh's Pajama Party book. It's full of ways to make partying in your PJs more fun and full of praise to God. It's all designed to draw you and your daughter closer together while you both grow closer to Jesus. You can subscribe today at mytruegirl.com slash subscription. We'll ship the Pajama Party positive peer pressure box while supplies last, but if you miss it, we can get you in the rotation for the next month of discipleship.